Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, SeltzerCast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, guys. It's the Julian. Uh, I saw you're doing Josie and the Pussycast. I just want to say um, that movie uh, was the first movie I felt truly represented represented in in um, Parker Posey's character in the film. She represents queer longing in women and gay women and her wanting to be best friends and the scene specifically where she's like, you want a French braid or hair? That was me when I was 12. I'm a gay. Yeah. Um, that's it. I'm gay. Bye. <laughs> Hi everybody, welcome back to Zillennial Canon is Seatbelts. I'm Kira. Oh, and I'm Adam. And today I finally got Adam to uh, watch a movie that um, we've been trying to attempt to get him to watch for the entire runtime of our entire series here. Um, well, to wait, to be fair, you've only staged this coup for about two weeks. I'm a little pissed off at how quickly it worked out for you. Because it's a good movie, and because I put it on the short list, obviously it's going to get picked. Sure, but <laughs> it took way longer for me to get you okay. to watch Daredevil 2003, which I would Stones argue. Viva Rock Vegas. I'm surprised <laughs> that didn't get picked up first. We're getting some reactions about Daredevil <laughs> from our guests today. If they Do want I have to introduce felt? themselves and talk about Daredevil really quick. Oh, woo. Oh, woo. I'm Kid Cinema. And I'm Mr. Movies. Together we're Kid Cinema and Mr. And Mr. Movies. Or Mr. Movies, Mr. And, Movies Kid and Kid Cinema. And I'm Fesh. And I'm JZT. And we're so excited to be on the Zillennial Canon. We don't get to guest all that often, and it's, we, we like to make a meal of it. Anyway, Daredevil 2003. Kira, you never seen it? I did see it, and yeah, uh, for, for I accidentally, part. like, famously on the podcast, I will watch movies, like, I accidentally will time it up until, like, one minute before we start recording, oh. and I accidentally watched the director's cut of Daredevil, oh, no. so I was like, why is this cut. movie ending? <laughs> why is Coolio, like, the fifth lead? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> He's actually really good at it. I have no <laughs> doubt, but it's still a, a, a strange thing. Yeah, um, that episode was actually the origin of um our word titters um referring to jennifer garner's titters (laughs) well what's fun about that is it sounded like it was for a second gonna be about something else and then no exactly that yeah (laughs) wait are you guys daredevil 2003 stands or what Um, you know uh I well I, I think 
from my perspective, it's one yeah. of those movies that it, it elicits an emotional reaction because yeah. I'm for how old I am, it was like released in that. It's like there's this window of time and it's like you are into boys or girls, you know, <laughs> but you are not you don't have an, a like to make out with them like you have to go to a movie theater or hang out behind an ice skating ring. So there's just like this window of time where you will go see every movie to try yeah. and make out with a girl. So that's that, you know, so that takes me back to being 13. <laughs> Lean me to 13. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hardball. Well, I saw Hardball around the same time with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I'm glad wow. that some people like that movie. <laughs> Ooh, not a Hardball fan. Oh. No, no, no. Daredevil. Ah. Yeah. It's wow. probably bad. Well, now, Fesh, what's your oh, take on it? Oh, it's certainly bad. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I rented it at the time. Again, I've talked about it before. I'm not, I didn't go to the movies all that often until like I was 20. Uh, but I would rent stuff like every weekend. And yeah, so I rented Daredevil, and you know, I probably watched it three times in the one night rental that I had it for. <laughs> and I think it was like Scooby Doo was the year before, and that was like the first time I became aware that other people didn't like some movies. And so this is, <laughs> this is the year after where I'm like, I'm aware that that's a concept. It might start to hit me soon, but I don't know. This is cool. This guy can hit anything. He has perfect game. That's cool. I I still think. Uh, when friend of the pod Joey came on for that episode, he said it best. He said this movie's probably bad. He said, and a lot of it is definitely bad, but some of it is also kind of fucking cool. And <laughs> that's my review of Daredevil. It's just a dumb, cool, fun movie that I saw when I was six years old, probably and I loved it. Watched it when you were six years old. <laughs> I did, and that's why we have this podcast. You seen Electra? Unfortunately, I have. Yeah, um, that one's. Rough. Although. I have to say, they somehow ruined uh, ninjas that can turn into animals. Yeah. Which seems like an amazing concept. <laughs> they, they did it so terribly. I don't know how they did that, but... <laughs> oh, to now, go now, back to that time yeah. before yes. you uh, knew that people could not like movies that you like. <laughs> how do Jennifer Garner's tithers have, hold up in Elektra? How they looking in that one? <laughs> I've only seen Elektra one time. Same. Surprisingly, and I've seen Daredevil like 80 times. Wow. So it's it's a very uh, big decline in quality, in my opinion. There's a guy who... Oh, like, for titters uh, or the movie? For both. Okay. A guy's tattoos <laughs> come to life is one of the bad guys. I Like he has a I, wolf tattoo that leaves his body. I wow. vaguely remember. That's yeah. it. That's what I was talking about, like the yeah. animal assassins <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. That's all I really remember, too. <laughs> So speaking of movies that people don't like but are actually really good, today we're covering <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats. Nice. Yes. Yeah. The 2001 pre-9-11 film Josie and the Pussycats. Adam? Uh, so, sorry. <laughs> I didn't expect um, you to pass it to me already. Well, I'm gonna... Okay, should we defend it first? or No, I think we should all talk about our relationship. You guys are assuming that I hate it or something. Yeah, no. So, if you guys want to talk about your relationship to the movie or your memories to the movie. Um, yeah, so I my sister's three years older than me. And so at this time, that would put her at 15, I want to say. Or 14. Um, and we went 
to we drove out to Colorado for a vacation in 2002. Um, and we had like a, a TV that had a built-in VCR that you could plug into like the cigarette lighter. Yeah, we had one of those for road yeah. trips. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, did I. so that's what we did. And what we would do is uh, we borrowed a bunch of VHSs and then at hotel rooms, we would record just like the Disney Channel as we slept and then be able to watch that as we drove. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, it was that's great. just a whiz kid. This is what I'm always <laughs> saying. Technologically speaking, he's a whiz kid. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. And prior to this road trip, my sister would make my parents play the soundtrack um, to Josie and the Pussycats. Just she had it on CD, and she would be like selling it to me to be like, Mitch, it's actually like good. Like boys can like this. It's good. It's smart. It's dirty. I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. And so then, yeah, one of the I think the three VHSs that stand out the most in that Colorado trip are the first Harry Potter. Princess Diaries and Josie and the Pussycats, and I think that was, uh, that the we watched them all multiple times, but I think we watched Josie and the Pussycats probably six times over the course of that vacation. Um, and then it became a thing where I had that same like speech ready to go for kids in my class. <laughs> so I remember spending the night at Brian Worthington's place uh, house and we rented it and. We loved it, and it became a thing where it's like, yeah, boys can like it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, it's I I never, I think I was aware that you know it's not considered the greatest thing of all, all time, but it has been just I never left it and then revisited it and went, oh, it's actually great. It's like no, I've always just constantly thought it was great. Um, hey guys, look at this! Look at that! Oh hey wow! Oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're being shown a Josie and the Pussycats t-shirt right now for all our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> How, about it? How about it? That's my history. Love it, love it. So I must have been in like, I think this came out in April. I saw, I, I, I think I saw it on like VHS after the fact. Like probably in that summer between fifth grade and sixth grade. In between the release of Josie and the Pussycats and 9-11. Though... We should point out, this movie came out prior to an even bigger dramatic event in 2001. The breakup of Carson Daly and Tara Reid. Well, we'll certainly oh, my God. Yes. This is a pre-them breaking up world. And I did some research. But yeah, it's a movie where I, I definitely was like just too young to get it i think i got it because it's like i don't know it's that this looks i was into blink 182 at the time but like and it you know, does we, the american pie stamp font on the thing yes so i think that's a good trick and i think the idea i think i was it, for me i was just too young to get it and then it like disappeared but i remember being like oh this is kind of cool but i don't know i it, no one around me talked about it and then I think weirdly, like, over the time, I just, like, but, like, even, like, the theme, like, particularly three small words stuck in my head, and I would think about it, and then some point, I think periodically, like, look it up on YouTube, and then just got really into the soundtrack, and then within the last, it feels like five years, it got real big again, and I rewatched it a early year ago and loved it. Yeah, I, um, I feel like I did see it when I was really little, like, it's one of those things where, like, I didn't remember 
like the plot or anything like that but I remembered like like I was like four when it came out so like I definitely saw it on like stars kids and family <laughs> like this is like a stars kids and family wow. movie <laughs> that was like playing on like 9 30 in the morning but like um I remembered like the imagery from it and the music and like whenever I would like see anything from it I'm like oh and then like I rewatched it when HBO Max like started just out of yes. nowhere and I was like wait I've had these songs stuck in my head for like 15 years <laughs> like it just like unlocked something I was like these <laughs> songs have just been stuck in my head and then um like I was like okay this feels like if I wrote something like this is like what the inside of my brain looks like <laughs> so then I just like obsessed over it for like months and I was like I definitely liked this as a kid like it, it was it just came out when I was like too young to like absorb it fully but I was just like yeah this is like the funniest and best movie of all time like so this is where we bring it to Adam where he was hesitant to watch it just because I was trying to force him to yeah Thoughts? I mean well, okay so well let me give context for that because you're making it seem like I just hate you or something when we're, <laughs> when we're actually like best friends it's fine we're, but Kira said on the pod before that like uh what was like the one movie we talked about where um you brought up like you don't like watching classic movies because like people in like school tell you to watch them and you don't like being told to watch something Oh, I, I don't remember, that. yeah, I don't remember what it was, but it was, like, 2001, and then I saw 2001, so that's invalid. Right, yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> um, I have the same kind of thing when it comes to, like, I hate sound like a dick, but, like, when film Twitter, like, resurges something, and they're like, you gotta watch this movie, it's actually great, and I'm like, is it gonna be great? And then Kira, like, tries to force movies on me sometimes, and just... This was the one that I hadn't seen before. So I just was like, let me hold out as long as I can. <laughs> um, and sure enough, she staged Coop. And um, she's like, I have two guests this week that want to watch it. So now you have to watch it. And I'm like, okay, so, cool. <laughs> in, her, in her defense, there was no leading the witness. She sent a list. It was a yeah. pretty long list. It was a pretty say. long list. And Josephus' yeah. guest was like in the right. middle somewhere. And maybe you can get a mental list on here to discuss that that actually might be leading the witness. <laughs> but to me, it was, it was, I, 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 I think I missed it even the first time I scanned it. I was like, oh, I'll do the, do the, and then when I went back, I was like, wait, oh, no, no, we got to do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> Also, there. I I sent the list for approval too before I sent the list out to people. Ooh. So no, no, hey, listen, I no I, excuse. I knew there was a chance. I just <laughs> you I, didn't know it was coming so soon. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think I would get it so because we just talked about it like two weeks ago in the context of like I'm never gonna watch this movie, and then here we are. Um, but with that being said, I've never like not wanted to watch this movie. Like I actually never really knew it existed until I met Kira. Like, mm. <laughs> um, which is weird because I grew up, I've talked about this so many times on the pod before, but I grew up on like blockbuster and Hollywood video, like every oh, yeah. like Friday, my mom would take me to like one of those places. Right. And it feels weird to me that I've never came across this movie because I, it's not like, this is PG 13, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, like I was, I watched like PG 13 movies. I watched movies that felt just like this movie. Um, so I'm kind of curious why I never came across it or never rented it or anything. Um, so I guess to maybe shock Kira, I really liked this movie a lot. Yeah. Um, 
Um, it's. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have as much enthusiasm as you guys do, which I feel like is just because you guys, yeah. you know, you guys have like lived with it and like sat. Well, they like, they it. came here because of the movie. You were forced to <laughs> right. come here. I just finished it like thirty minutes ago. So, um. But I really, um, really enjoyed it. It was, uh, I don't want to get all into it right now, but it was way funnier and sharper than I thought it would be. And there were some legitimately, like, laugh out loud moments. Um, and also just to, before we get into it, uh, my girlfriend, Mia, like, she wanted me to tell you, Kira. She said she only, she didn't realize how much you loved it. And she was hesitant, too. But when I told her how much you loved it, she decided to watch it tonight. Thank God. And she loved it. She loved it more than I did. Good. So, Good. Um, thumbs up from all of us. Yes. Ears so, up. Huh? Ears <laughs> up. So, before Adam texted me, so we never text during the movies because we just want our reactions on the pod. Wait, you're going to make me sound like a dick if you're going to read what I said. <laughs> I'm going to read what you said. <laughs> so, I, was, I felt the most accomplished that I've ever felt in my life when you said, this is funny. But before you said this is funny, you said, hate Seth Green, just like the monkey. <laughs> and I said, what the fuck? And then after a few messages, you said, killing off Seth Green in five minutes is good in my book. Which, okay, Seth Green is the, okay, so he's 5'4". We've discussed this. He's the same height as me. And I don't know if you guys know, but famously, like this podcast specifically me we stand guys that are five eight and shorter um oh Jesus, those are just like the cutoff Jesus, he just missed the cutoff he's six foot six foot oh that's just missing it that's just missing but, it well you know wait, wait. <laughs> i'm six well i used to be six foot but now fest you're forgetting i'm six nine now oh, right i'm sorry because god <laughs> is holding me up nine extra inches because i found god and so now i'm six nine but it's hard to keep track. JZT's yeah. height is hard to keep track of. Let's that yeah. way. It largely depends on who I'm trying to date. <laughs> but then, so I was looking really closely in that beautiful opening number that we'll come back to, and I was like, why does if if um Seth Green is so short, why does Brecken Meyer look shorter than him? <laughs> And I looked it up, and he's 5'5", five five, so he's an inch taller than him. But wow. I'm, like, the same height as both of them, and I think that's adorable, in yes. my opinion. <laughs> it's very Just cute. I wanted to bring that up, because we stand, like, short men here. But You you also left out my Old Dogs 2009 reference. Oh, yeah, the monkey uh, in Old Dogs. Oh, yeah. I said I hate Seth Green's character, but I love that monkey. This yeah. could be applied to Josie and the Pussycats and Old Dogs 2009. Wow. He, like the <laughs> monkey, like the monkey, like fucks him in that movie, right? Yeah, he, he cradles yeah. him, and then they cut away, but you know what happens after that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a crazy wow. movie that we'll probably cover soon. <laughs> well, <laughs> Old Dogs. I just have to like one of the Riley Soliner, <laughs> longtime friend of mine, like. 10 years ago, we were both in, like, San Francisco going to, like, a New Year's Eve party, and he just described the plot of Old Dogs to me for a <laughs> solid 45 minutes on the park train from, like, Berkeley to San Francisco. We were stuck at one point, and he just kept going on. And, like, in a way where he's, like, was legitimately disturbed by the movie Old Dogs. He's like, well, and then... 
There is a human yes. puppet in it, so yeah. I mean that's pretty disturbing. <laughs> and there's yeah. like a ten minutes, movie. ten minute sequence where they just pop pills and yeah. go crazy in their apartment. <laughs> this is a children's movie. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a Disney. If I'm not mistaken, it was Bernie Mac's last movie. That's what I was about to bring up. I think so. Uh, either that or Soul Men. Well, Soul Men came out like Soul Men was the last movie that like he was the headliner of. Okay. But this was the last movie that he like appeared in. Gotcha. Which, Old dogs. I mean, R.I.P. Bernie Mac, comedic legend yeah. for days, yeah. but oh, old, old dogs. dogs. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now, Adam, your text about Seth Green, I think there's a little bit of you. Yeah, you fell for their trap. I think that's a little bit of the movie doing the same thing that right. my sister was telling me. Where it's like, no, 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 you don't like boy bands? What? No, 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 this movie is on the same level as you. You don't like these actors? Yeah, it, it's, this is what we're doing. Well, I, I do want to be, uh, I actually like Seth Green. I just like giving Kira shit. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because uh, every week I find a different person in the movie to just obsess over. Yeah, Usually just... they're a short man and Adam gets mad at me. <laughs> Adam, are you a tall man, Adam? I'm like. I mean, I say yeah, I'm five you're... eight, and then Kira says like Adam. You're not five eight. Am okay, I like... this all started because Mike Myers is five eight, and then we found out that Dana Carvey is also five eight, and they're both Gemini's. So that's really fucked up. Well, Kira oh. said like, <laughs> I, I've always said that I'm five eight, but then Kira's like Adam, like cause she met me in January, and she's like Adam, you're tall, and I'm like maybe I should like measure myself again. So I don't know how tall I am actually. Are you a yeah. Gemini by any chance? I'm a Libra. Libra. But spiritually, I am a Gemini man. <laughs> <laughs> quoting, uh, quoting friend of the pod and past guest Joe, Gemini man. Gemini uh, man, yeah. <laughs> that film. is a word that can be mispronounced in a lot of ways. Get a, <laughs> get a hard G in there. Oh, gosh, it's going to be a long one. I guarantee you there's like someone in the South. Who like works at a Waffle House? He's like, my name is Jimini. It's like I'm pretty sure it's Gemini. It's like, um, I know what my name is. It's Jimini. <laughs> I mean, their name is Jimini. <laughs> yeah, it may be yes. spelled Gemini, but their name is Jimini. That's true. That's true. I gotta tell those Waffle Shout House out to employees working at Waffle House. Their name. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> um, I know what your name is, not you. Live footage of Jimini. Listen to this episode. I've never felt more represented than I have right now. <laughs> Let's get Jimini on the pod. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but I'm sure there's a Facebook group that's like, it's actually Jimini. It's, <laughs> it's just like, don't you all hate it when people say your name is Gemini? It's Jimmy, but it's like on text, so you don't know what they're saying. It's the like, same so they word. have to spell it phonetically to get their point across, which undermines their whole point. Yeah. <laughs> and, quiet, and quietly from like the, the shadows, Mark Zuckerberg is watching going, this is why I created Facebook. <laughs> Woo! So Adam enjoyed watching Seth Green die. Um, Well, as I I thought. I think it's, like, funny, the people that they, like, cast as the boy band, because, like, they're just, like, legends, and also just imagining them being in a boy band. Like, it's so fucking funny, the way that they're dressed and stuff. Um, And I personally would listen to a full du jour album, because they're great. (laughs) Um, I, I'll say this, like, when it first started, like, the opening 
uh, the very opening, like when the, like all the people are like screaming and like, I immediately like was like, I know the tone it's going for. I'm wondering if I'm going to handle it the entire movie. But when they get to the plane and the monkey <laughs> goes feral and they're all like screaming at Alan Cumming, I was like, okay, this is a good movie. Like I, I already, uh, like immediately when that happened. Yeah. And honestly, the, the skydiving part fucking killed me. <laughs> like I haven't laughed that hard at anything in a while, honestly. <laughs> Where was this movie in relation to Together? Do you guys know Together? I love, yes. Oh my god. I think, okay. <gasps> Kira, together, you don't I... know Together? No. no. Oh, For, context, For context, I didn't even like NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys. I was fully sure. One Direction. Okay, so, sure. Yeah. Together? It, or was it End Together? It's just two. It's the number two and then okay, yeah. I think a plus sign and then Together. Yeah. It, now it either started as a movie and then was a series on MTV, and it was That's only like one order. or two seasons. Yeah. yeah, and it was like a parody of boy bands, and so oh gosh, of course. Wait, is that from, is that Chris Farley's brother? Yes, yes, yeah. Wow. And then UT is a kid who is legitimately had a terminal disease. Yes, <laughs> that and, was his gimmick in the band. And uh, like in real life, he died. And yeah. Oh but my it god! Was always kind of unclear. Like, is that just the story? The, no, it was real life. Storyline yeah. too far. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was real life. Uh, but yeah, it was very si- similar in the idea of MTV being aware that everybody is aware of how factory built these bands are. Um, and so that movie is about putting that band together, fitting all of the archetypes we know from all these boy bands. And so uh, this again it has that same acerbic take on the same thing, but I'm not sure. Because this is an MTV picture, right? Um, I mean, I'm assuming so. I don't remember seeing the logo on it, but I remember obviously the logo is carrying the movie within the movie. So yeah, but they possibly. also have every other logo imaginable. Yeah, too, yeah, so. it's also a McDonald's bathroom film, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. I want that bathroom. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, the last thing about Together, go uh, after this is done, go listen to uh, The Hardest Part of Breaking Up is Getting Back Your Stuff. Yeah, it's such great, a good song. Great song. <laughs> you got my sweater is my hat. hat. I can't, I find, can't my find my cat. cat. Yeah. <laughs> the best. Breaking up is getting back, back your stuff. Uh, and their music video for that had parody of like the TRL talking head screaming fans within the video itself. That's why I bring it up, is because the way this movie starts is with that energy and that attitude. So this movie, um, it's shot by the same cinematographer as A Star Is Born, and I realized this like after like being like, why do the concert scenes and like every like montage type thing like look so beautiful? And I was like, oh, it's literally the Star Is Born cinematographer. Hell yeah! (laughs) So like, of course. He saw this. I mean, he did this, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I could do a Star Is Born. This is better." <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah. just just do a Star Is Born as a hobby, like getting back to my roots. But yeah. Um, oh wait, can I, I make up one more uh, together joke? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. There's an episode where like the terminally ill kid disappears to hang out with, I believe, famous people or aliens, and. And he, they finally find him. He's like, I was up all night playing PlayStation. Like, whoa, PlayStation 2? It's like, PlayStation 3. <laughs> That's a great joke. Because the show was in 2000 when the PlayStation 2 was coming out, and everyone was so excited. 
Great joke. Do you remember the one where he quits swearing? Ooh, no. This whole runner is that he can't swear anymore, and so the big punchline is at the end is when he, he tells the main guy, Duck you! Duck you! And it's like, wow, they said fuck without saying fuck! Nice. Anyway. I'm gonna have to watch this. I feel it's like fun. you guys told me on it, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll like, do an episode on it just as, like, a follow-up to this. Be like, this isn't necessarily <laughs> Zillennial, but, like, it's within the canon now because it's a big part of the episode. <laughs> so. it's, it's the canon of Zillennial canon. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then after that, we have the intro with all the character names, which is wild. And it's just, like, a lot of information being thrown at you and so many different aesthetics. And I really like how... It's like with each character, it's like, oh, they work in a library and also at a car wash and also at like an animal shelter. And also they like babysit. Like, it's just like all these things. Just to split a packet of ramen. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. And also Melody eating them with like, um, like knitting needles and the rest <laughs> of them have chopsticks. I really appreciated that. I think that honestly, from watching, like, especially the scenes that are like in their house, um, it looks like the direction that they were given was literally just like oh just like hold things just like touch <laughs> things like just do anything just because at uh one point i forget her name but um missy pile she when she walks into the house in one shot she's holding like a she like pulled like a decoration off their ceiling like it's like a tiger decoration she's like playing with it and then it like it does like a reverse shot and she's holding like a plastic frog <laughs> and then it's like reverse shot again. She's still holding the plastic frog, but she's like rubbing it on her face. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like they just like, just told them like, just do anything. Just deliver the dialogue, but just do like whatever. And I really respect that, honestly. <laughs> because Zillennial Canon is like also just movies that looks like they were a ton of fun to watch, uh, to mm-hmm. film. And that's yeah. also Kira Canon. So personally, I think this just looks like they just had fun and had a lot of money to have fun <laughs> well not to jump ahead as we usually say but uh the end credits with the blooper reel uh confirmed that the they had a lot of fun making this movie yeah uh, which is also kira cannon i think a good old yeah. blooper reel <laughs> a blooper reel that's millennial and kira cannon that's i think it's more kira cannon than even millennial cannon well another thing about kira cannon is i brought this up in freaky friday and you texted this to me that covering movies about girl bands um because spoiler alert we're covering another movie about girl bands next week but like freaky friday confessions of a teenage drama queen like all movies like that i'm like oh this is kira teen girl canon this is what i thought it would be to be a teenage girl and then i'm like (laughs) like it's like all like girls and bands and then i'm like guitars were so cool and then like there was that brand like daisy rock guitar that had like the sparkly like guitars and it was like girls rock and it was like the aesthetic of this and i'm like hannah montana and stuff like that was later but then i was like literally like all i wanted was like to be like a cool like a cool girl in a band and i'm like i like got a guitar and it's just like sitting there and i'm like i'm in josie and the pussycats so i think that i should start a band is what i'm trying to say hell yeah you gotta i actually think you would do a really great job like just doing everything with a band like naming the band like every like every part of the band. i would be good at that i would be good at 
dressing. I would be good at naming. I would be yeah. good at everything. I would not be good at playing music. It's so, so. hard. <laughs> I, I, I'm better at guitar now than I used to be, and I'm still so bad. And I think the secret is you just have to have been very lonely when you were 11 years old and had a good, and just like zeroed in on it. Yeah. And it's just like that. Now you know how the chords are and you can just be good, but it's hard. I, uh, I pick it up like once every like five years and then I'm like, I've accomplished something for today and then like put it away. That's like how I play the Sims too. I didn't even know you like, played the guitar, Kira. I don't. I oh. just have it sitting in my room right now. <laughs> but anyway, so... Well, I don't... Um, wait, have we discussed, like, if we play instruments on the pod before? Like, have we ever, you, like... Are you, do you play instruments? I mean, I played the drums for, like, ten years. I never knew that about you, and we've been friends for, like, five years. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I don't have a set right now. Um, oh. I had to get rid of it when we moved, to, moved into an apartment, like, when I yeah. was in high school. Um, but yeah, I can play the drums and I'm... So what you're saying is we're going to start a Zillennial band and we're going to only cover songs from these movies, like all the original soundtracks. I think that'd be... That would be pretty kick-ass, honestly. Yeah. Adam, yeah. were you ever in a band before? I was not... Well, okay. So I was I was part of my church band. That counts. <laughs> Hell yeah. Which, uh, which wasn't really a band. It was just kind of a... I don't know, revolving door of, like, people that the pastor wanted to, like, play <laughs> each Sunday. And, um, I don't know, it's like Ryan Gosling and La La Land. Like, I just played my set, you know? And I... <laughs> <laughs> you just strolled in, played your set, strolled out. You're like, uh, bring, <laughs> bringing some like, jazz back into... <laughs> I'm thinking about Satan. I'll, I'll, I'll keep a beat, but I'm thinking about the devil the whole time. They can't stop me. So, the resident drummer of your church is interesting. Um, I played saxophone <laughs> for a long time. Hell yeah. Were you in marching band? Uh, no, but I was in jazz band. Okay, yeah. And I was discussing it. Okay, I just feel the need to, like, tell this to every single person. Like, there's no significance to it whatsoever. But I kind of, like, unlocked a memory a few weeks ago that one of the pieces that I played in jazz band, it was a jazz version of, like, the presidential, like, song, like, and it was inspired by Bill Clinton. Oh, the sax man himself. Yeah, and it was called Bill on the Grill, <laughs> and we played uh-huh. it in middle school. <laughs> I just Is need the everyone... grill like a term for like the saxophone? I don't know. Uh, it must. It must be like the part you put your mouth. <laughs> or, or like, like the, he's being grilled. <laughs> that, oh. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. I like. <laughs> I don't know. I just need everyone in the world to know that honestly. How long did you play? So funny. How long did you play saxophone for? Um, I would say, like, five, six years-ish, but I would, like, yeah, I was, like, really invested into it, and it's just, like, sitting in my room one day, I'll just, like, pull it out, and, like, because I was listening to, like, Happy by Mitski, and there's, like, that really cool, cool, like, saxophone part, and I'm just, like, I'm just gonna learn how to play this, and then I just, like, just aggressive. Hell yeah. I have one more question about jazz band. Yeah. Was there a lot of like band hookups? Because my friend Bucky Brooks, he was forced to join jazz or marching band, and he was like, 
and his older sister, and he's like, it's disgusting. Everyone has zits. Everyone in band is ugly, and they're always <laughs> making out with each other, and there's nothing grosser than a band hookup. I was like, wow, sounds rough. But There cool. wasn't. I feel like it was, like, more so, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the band kids kind of, like, intersected with, like, the AP kids, and that was, like, the same kind That's of... That's so accurate, actually. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, like, um... Yeah, the only thing that I could think of is, like, I had a big crush on the guy that played trombone behind me, and he would always try and annoy me by hitting me with the trombone thing, and I was like... Unacceptable. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no, you can hit me with the trombone thing. (laughs) But, yeah. Um, So, yeah, we're going to start a band. Do you guys play weird instruments? It's funny how you brought that up about, like, the the idea that all the band kids are going to be, like, temple-y and, like... Uh, just weird because that was my expectation going into band like in high school but like all the band kids were like cool in high school. oh yeah oh nice um and they were like weirdly i mean i don't know if this is who cares but like everyone like in band like <laughs> like the school drug dealer like was in band like yeah he, he, he played the trumpet <laughs> like I yeah it's a window in time. Like, you learn how to play, like, the trombone or the saxophone. It's like, you can just pull that out in the future. Like, I don't think yeah. I'm ever going to, like, like you know, a- anyone can get a guitar and learn being a punk band. But to learn the saxophone, like, that's so difficult and specific. And <laughs> and, and you can always add another guitar player. But, like, a saxophone player, you get scooped up all the time. I'll just, like, pull it out at a party one day and be like, hey, guys, look. <laughs> So what would you guys play in our band? And or who do you identify with in the band? I'm vibe well, you know, I'm vibing hard with Melody, Tara Reed. Uh, which I no no wonder she's also a Scorpio. Okay. Of, <laughs> both the character and Tara Reed. Okay. Tara's birthday is November eighth, four days after my birthday. So hopefully one of these days we get to have a joint birthday party. I believe in that happening. Yeah. <laughs> that <Well>, happens. <laughs> but you know who also we could have a joint birthday party with? Who's also in this movie? Parker Posey. Who Who's great in this movie, by the way. Absolutely. She's fantastic yeah. in this movie. Yeah. 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 She's the person that I'm like, Parker Posey, Piper Parabo, or Elizabeth Banks. Could be any of them. Oh, I, I, have, I have name blindness between... Um, Parker Posey and Piper Parabo. And I have face and voice blindness between um, Parker Posey and Elizabeth Banks. I can understand that. Hair color usually gives it away with those two, though, I would say. Yeah. I don't know Piper Parabo. I I just know the name. (laughs) She was in Coyote Ugly. She looks like Elizabeth Banks. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, so now it's a rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, it could be any of them at any point. It's a flow chart now, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow yeah but. i think i'm a melody too and uh adam also agrees that i i just do you want to read off the mood board of kira characters i sent you earlier he said i was the titular fleabag from fleabag janice the muppet um <laughs> john d elman and uh and melody and then I sent a picture of Joy from the 2015 film Joy. And then, uh, yeah, 
He said, I heard you paint houses voice. I heard you make mops. <laughs> Dream Joy 2015. <laughs> the best Christmas movie. Are you going to stage a coup for me to rewatch Joy too? Yes. I never saw Joy, and it feels like it's coming up. You should. In the, in it's the a Christmas guys. movie. It's it a Christmas movie. The fun fact about Joy is that it's also bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one guy just being like, you know, it's nice to see a movie about uh, working class people. You don't see those. Yeah. It's also, it's a very Long Island movie. So it makes me like very comfortable, even though it's kind of stressful. And it's about inventing mops and going bankrupt. So, yeah. Yeah. I can make joy as a millennial movie. I'm sure you Adam. can find a way, yeah. I... <laughs> is Jennifer Lawrence a millennial icon? She kind of is, because, like, if 2012 is our cutoff, uh, um, Hunger Games is 2012, and that was, like, the biggest millennial thing in 2012. That was huge, yeah. That was, um, I mean, Kira, like, we're, we were in the same grade at the same time. Like, the Hunger Games books were, like, insanely massive yeah. in, like, the 2010s. Like, yeah. I think even bigger than like Harry Potter was in my childhood. Like every kid, like even the kids that didn't like to read, like read the Hunger Games book. <laughs> yeah. Like my best uh, friend who like did none of the English assignments, like she read every Hunger Games book. Wow. Yeah. I never saw the last one, so we should cover the Hunger Games. But anyway. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually think I said a, did a double feature of that in Joy, actually, weirdly enough. So. Just there a fun fact no one asked for. But um, <laughs> um Adam, I love a that Jennifer fact. Lawrence fun fact. <laughs> Fesh, who would you be in the band? Oh geez. Uh you know, my instinct is to go, um uh, it, I'm sorry, she changed they changed the character's name from the comic for the movie, so I do switch it. Is it Mel in the movie or Val? Val. Val. Wait, yeah. hold on, what's it? Sorry, I got you got you both at the same time. I didn't hear it. Say Val. again. Val. Val. My instinct is go Vale. Um, I want to stick to the side and care about like the core of what we're doing rather than like the showy aspects of what we're doing. Uh, backbone. Uh, yeah, I, I want to be the backbone of something. You know. I I agree with that actually because like I don't I liked her character because like I don't like being in the spotlight. I just yeah. like kind of being to the side and be like okay cool like i'm part of something but i'm not like the headliner of it you know um and she was also like the voice of reason yeah in the movie, which i loved um so yeah i think i guess i'd also go her maybe not to since we're all picking the same characters but <laughs> yeah. nobody, nobody wants to be josie, josie. if someone has hair. josie i'll be josie you fall on the josie grenade man you gotta oh, fall on the josie you want to be josie you know I it josie so bad we got josie and the pussycats role play after school someone please be <laughs> josie no one be josie <laughs> You got a Xander vibe, though, JZD. I hate to say it, but you got a Xander vibe. Oh, Xander the manager? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, <laughs> I oh, was I, thinking that, too. The manager, yeah. Paulo yeah. Costanza, who later went on to be... <laughs> a royal uh, pain, as far as I'm concerned. Pain. Well, I, you know him as a royal pain. I know him as Joey's roommate. <laughs> That's right. This guy was on Joey. I forget <laughs> how. Two seasons? Oh, wait, boys, can we tie it back? This guy was an old dog's. No, are my... you kidding? <laughs> wow. 
I think he's like pretty legit good as an actor. Yeah. I, he's yeah. someone where I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, I guess like he's kept working, you know, and I think in like a like a USA network level, it's like, I mean, I don't know. There's just you could have you're great. Paulo, we love you. Get him in the chat. And I think he he nails a very fun energy of the time of like he's clearly very into du jour, but he's like, no, no, I like it because it's like I'm just researching and I don't it's just like it's like a weird level of like boy bands and girl it's like you you can't really it was like it i don't know it's like you it, it's very uh it was a weird time to like admit you like that kind of stuff and it's probably still now you know music why does it separate us when it could bring us together you know what i mean <laughs> like DeJore's friendship right yes well i not to go entirely off topic but i just saw a movie that's coming out in a few weeks called promising young woman. And I watched, oh, an, oh, yeah. I watched an interview with the director. I, if you guys have seen the trailer, like they do like an orchestral version of uh, Britney Spears toxic in the trailer. Yes, yeah. And she, they do that a lot of the movie where they like revamp pop uh, music from the early two thousands, like songs that Twitter loves, but like most people made fun of. And the director was saying like, I, I heard kind of, of- I heard of one needle drop in it that I don't know if it's a spoiler, but I went absolutely insane. Is it the one I texted you? No, it was another uh, one. There's not really any spoiler needle. Okay, drop. should I say uh, it? Say I don't want to know. Paris Hilton stars stars. Wow. No, that, that's not a. It's a great scene, but it's not a spoiler. Okay. Okay. Well, Paris Hilton is on the soundtrack of Promising Young Woman. You all heard that's her here first. Cool. But I thought it was, uh, it's kind of still what you guys are saying, but also like what that movie did was like, they take these things that people maybe made fun of, but she's like, it's okay to like not, like, you don't have to say you like them, but say, oh, but like, ironically, like, no, right. just say you like them. They're great songs. Like, it's great music. And you're right. Like, this great music can really bring people together. Like, it's kind of a beautiful thing. That's what Josie yeah. says at the concert. If you like it, that's cool. If you don't like it, that's cool too. Yeah, I. Yeah. That's what I loved about the ending. I mean, not to jump entirely ahead, but like it just it really warmed my heart in a way that I <laughs> didn't really expect. It was it was really sweet. Wow, we really got you all in. You were really <laughs> just like crying at the end. I wasn't crying, but I did. You yeah, cried. I, I you cried. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I was shocked. This I guess this is my third time watching this, and. It was I don't know what what this says about where my brain is at, but just the way like the way they work together as a group is so loving and sweet. I was legitimately shocked, and the way they turn Josie against the rest of them, it's so smart because it is just like I mean it's it's all all in the screenwriting DNA. It's all there. It's not like an artificial like they've actually there's a wedge between them, and it is just like I mean the part where what is it just like Mel is like. Uh, if I had a time machine, I'd go back and meet Snoopy. And she's just like, <laughs> I don't know, and like any other script would be like, oh, she's like, oh, whatever. It's like, and I love that I for you, Mel. <laughs> it like legitimately like startled me. I was like, that's, she's such a nice friend. <laughs> so delightful. Yeah, I, um, I literally laughed so loud at that because I feel like she would just like say things and like wacky sidekick characters I feel like are as canon but I think like this is in 
a threshold where it goes so beyond weird the things that she says that it's just like very normal and very funny like you just believe it immediately because it's not like like it doesn't feel like it's like trying to be weird like it feels like this is her legit personality i think that is a little bit of performance as well tara does a good job of not making it feel like she's the, the the rando character yeah there's like an earnestness to her delivery where it's like yeah, it almost, you were like, is this just her or is this a good acting performance? And it's like, that's, I think, the success of it. It's like, yeah, I don't really know. It just feels real and authentic, you know? And she's also on Wyatt's ta- trail that whole time. And it feels yes. like because of all those other things, you can justify why they throw that evidence out because they oh. think it as random Mel stuff. Yeah, very uh, instantly, like, they go to the bathroom in the Starbucks, and they're like, does anyone's getting a weird vibe? And she's, like, she zeroes in on everything about he it. She, off, like, he woke wiped off the foam. And she's, like, I think the next thing she's, like, well, so maybe he's probably, like, very insecure, and maybe he used to be made fun of, so he's very worried about his weight. It's, like, but it's not yeah. done in that way. <laughs> But it's not done in that way where it's like, whoa, it's weird that you're into it. Like, you're the dumb one and you said something smart. It's throughout. It's just like she is a multifaceted person. Yeah, yeah. The Starbucks scene was really good. I love the uh, the lip gloss just coming in. And, like, that's another thing, too, is, like, the directing is just, like, just do whatever. <laughs> where she's just, like, leaning over them to, like, put on the lip gloss and, like, around them and stuff is incredible. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe these things because it's just, like, they take these, like, tiny things to, like, such a high level that it's, like incredible like it's like a perfect <laughs> yeah I'm, I, I think agree. i think it's kind of like what you were saying earlier Kira, where you can just tell when it's like oh it's a fun shoot where everyone's like hey what if i did this and this take it's like yeah try it versus yeah. there are just those movies where everyone's just like i don't if i if i this fucking asshole director is gonna scream at me if my idea isn't in whatever you know just going through the motions being like this sucks but i'm getting paid i'll just do what i'm told and then get out of here you know yeah it's also um like it's weird to me that this i feel like with people like because this is like obviously like superior to riverdale like sorry riverdale heads that listen to the podcast (laughs) um courtney but um (laughs) like it's weird that i feel like when riverdale came out like people our age didn't bring up a resurgence of Josie and the Pussycats and it's even weirder because like these are the aesthetics that are like back in again like uh, amongst like TikTok like e-girls and stuff like that like it is so weird that this movie isn't really brought up as often and I feel like I like because during episodes I always will like look on eBay like for every single movie (laughs) and I usually buy something fucking stupid um And this on eBay didn't really have a lot of memorabilia. And also, um, which is weird, too, because I feel like a lot of the things that existed in the movie were actually, like, promo stuff for the movie. Like, a lot of, like, the posters and, like, the toys and stuff. Um, But also, I went on Depop, which is where, like, like cool people, like, e-girls and stuff buy their clothes. 
Mm. And uh, I don't know, that's like how I gauge like trends a lot of the time. But there were like five posts for like Josie and the Pussycats. And I'm like, this is so bizarre. Like, why is it not like held up as like a fashion like and like cultural thing? I, I think the answer is unfortunately 9-11. It really didn't have its time to be like to marinate it, it what was it you said april it was april and yeah so it bombed and then when it hits the dvd or vhs market is when it all goes down yeah another point too i was reading this interview and uh harry elfont one of the the co-director the guy it's like a guy and a girl Deborah, i forget their name but yeah, yeah. um i know his name because i looked it up but he was saying like once they got to the marketing meeting stage of it they realize oh we're fucked because they realize oh they are going to market this to 10 year old girls and 10 year old girls will not get this the people who will get this won't see it like we are trying to do like a satire a funny thing for like a cynical older person who is like what is going on with all these boys you know and all that and they're like <laughs> so yeah it was just like what and because yeah i think it's when you're just young and like i don't get it later you'll rewatch it and like oh i like it now but and then yeah, yeah. It, uh, there's a, there there is a DVD of it, but there's no Blu-ray. Blu-ray's been around for what, 15 years? Yeah, yeah. Like they never <clears throat> even bothered. It's it's it's. I think it's an example of something. I I don't have a pithy name for it, but it's it's. I guess he- ahead of its time is ultimately what I'm gonna get at. But like, it is you you do your thing and people make fun of it and then forget that you did it. Uh, then start to do it but I've anchored to the idea that you can't be wrong about what you had said in the past. So you can't credit for somebody for something <laughs> that they did well, but, but you're going to steal from it. Uh, I have all of my specifics are professional wrestling based and I won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's just, there's something that's like we, for, that has its stink on it. So I can't credit it because I would have to go back on my own word. Uh, and it would feel weird to do it. There's this still still a weird disco sucks element. Yes. That this movie is already lampooning that to, to this day still exists uh, that people then can't give it credit for because they will feel like they're saying they like disco. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, no, sorry, go ahead. I was, another, I don't know if this is a, if you want to get into that, but two another thought I had was like. It is like an IP movie with a spin on it at a time when like that just wasn't a thing. Just wanted like, IP know, movies, yeah. It's like if this had came out like the you know the year of the Lego movie, it probably also would be set. But it's like it was still new enough to get. Well, like the X Men movie is like, but this is like what an X Men movie would be like, you know? Still the Brady fun. Bunch movie was what five years prior, and I think arguably weirder. And you know who co-wrote the who wrote the Brady Bunch movie? Oh. These, no. these these people. Oh, these people oh, wow. are God. They did not direct it. Betty Thomas, yeah. I believe, directed the Brady Bunch both movies. But, yeah. yeah, they wrote it. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny you bring up, like, the hesitancy to say the word, like, or, like, the phrase, like, ahead of its time. Because it feels like we say that, like, so much when we're talking about certain movies. But in the case of this movie, it quite literally is ahead of its yeah. time. Like, movies that are acclaimed by Ron Tomatoes for being, like, groundbreaking satire. This movie did it 20 years prior, almost. Like, like the exact same movie could be released today without changing anything, and people, yes. and if it was straight to Netflix, people would lose their mind. Yeah, yeah like, literally replace, like, boy band culture with, like, K-pop culture, and, right. like, 
Yeah, this, this movie, I was thinking it, I was like, this movie needs, like, Hatsune Miku. Like, she just needs to, like, <laughs> show up in the back. <laughs> well, I, I almost wonder, like, how much is, like, if we're gonna put, like, you know, real, you know, thinking time, on, like, caps on right now, how much has, like, Rotten Tomatoes, like, influenced, like, the audience's approval of, like, movies that aren't marketed well? Like, because if this, if Rotten Tomatoes was, like, a very viable thing in the early 2000s, I think this would have made like 10 to 15 million more um, in theaters because people would have been more willing to give it a chance in theaters and more people would have shown it to their kids or family members or whatever. And maybe more people on Twitter and stuff would remember it because like, I mean, again, I loved this movie tonight. Never heard of it before I met Kira. Probably would have never watched it if I didn't have this podcast. So I'm really curious like how this would have fared had the internet been as prevalent as it is now. Like, when it came out? Yeah, I think, like, honestly, there probably would have been, like... I don't know. Like, it's how, like, Riverdale is now. Like, people's reactions to Riverdale. Like, oh, like, it's so fucking weird. Like, it's so weird. (laughs) And, like, it's funny because it's, like, when Riverdale came out, it's, like, how did they turn Archie into this? Like, how did Archie just become, like, a parody of Twin Peaks? Like, how did this happen? (laughs) And (laughs) there's, um... It's funny because I didn't even realize that it was Archie. Like, I had remembered, like, Josie and the Pussycats, like, the movie, kind of. And I didn't, like, put two and two together that, like, they were from Archie. Yeah. And um, I remember I was, like, standing in a... <laughs> I felt so stupid. This is, like, the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, it's not, but... Um, I was, like, standing at a subway platform. and like, saw the poster for Riverdale, like, right before it was going to come out. And I was, like... I, like, tweeted. I was, like... Why does this girl in the Riverdale poster have cat ears? Like, pack it up, hot topic, or something like that. And somebody was like, don't insult Josie and the Pussycats yeah. like that. I was like, wait, what? I had no idea. It's well, like... It is so weird to be like, what's the live action we're gonna... Like, Sabrina is also in that universe, but yep. the, right. the silos seem so distant from one what's another. What's the... What's the Sabrina town? Because I uh, I forgot the name. It's like uh, there's another town outside of Riverdale that Sabrina right. lives in. Do you guys know? I don't know. Because I watched <laughs> I watched the first two seasons of the Sabrina show on Netflix. Really good oh, show, yeah. by the way. Oh, really yeah. fun show. And they really? reference Riverdale a lot in the show. Yeah. It's almost as if they were trying to build a little cinematic right. universe. Without actually doing it, of course. Yeah. But that's what was weird, is that stuff went away. Not went away, but it wasn't around back then. And so Sabrina, the sitcom, you there's no reference to Josie. There's no reference to Archie. Like, it is it is just its own thing. Yeah. And so to make the leap to, like, a theatrically, theatrically released movie as the, like, Scooby-Doo cash-in that, from the 60s is an odd choice. And then also to remove the animal from the thing. Not that the animal was the star by any means, but there was an animal in the cartoon. Yeah. But... Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's also kind of weird to me that Warner Brothers can hold on to the property of Sabrina because they had the um, the Sabrina show on the WB, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. back in the day. And then at some point, I'm not sure when it happened, but they sold it to Netflix. Well, it's weird because you would think because cinematic universes and stuff are so massive now and like Riverdale's so popular that it's weird that they wouldn't like 
make a cinematic universe out of them. They just, like, reference the town of Riverdale. But it's also, like, wasn't Josie and the Pussycats, like, Hanna-Barbera in the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, right? Okay, so we've discussed weird Hanna-Barbera stuff before. Because (laughs) I purchased the communist Snagglepuss comic book while on the (laughs) pod. Sure. And... I love just looking at the weird shit that they do. And I personally love the fact that like this movie could come out of that. I don't know. Yeah. They are like, you know, a a wholesome family friendly thing, but they are down to experiment when it's like off the main track. Like, yeah. Like if they made a new, well, even the new Scooby-Doo stuff is like, let's go back to the celebrity thing and let's get weird celebrities to be in it. And it's like Mm -hmm. Wanda Sykes, uh, I forget who else, but it was a. I, like I looked Bobby at the lineup. Fly was in it. Yeah, I was looking at the lineup. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is a strange crew of people. Uh, I, I really love that every week we talk about Scoob. Every single week, Scooby Doo <laughs> is brought up, week. and well, Scoob twenty twenty specifically. Well, speaking of weird cinematic universe choices, like that's, there. That's so strange. That movie's weird. That movie is god awful, and I think the. I mean, maybe the thing, the the good reason why. Uh, Riverdale never tried to expand on the cinematic universe of it all is the same reason why Scoob failed was because it tried so hard without actually telling a good Scooby-Doo story first and foremost. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, have you guys, any of you guys like watched Riverdale like at no. all? I have not. I kind of want to. And then I never, never. I did. mean, it's like the first season. So the pilot is like really cool and really yeah. good. It is. Like, and then it just, like, every episode just gets more and more insane to the point where it's like, your grandfather murdered my grandfather over maple syrup. And that was, like, just the first season still. Um, and, like, <laughs> just I. Just hearing this, you say that, it just makes me realize how fucking stupid the show yeah. is. <laughs> so, this specifically, like, came up in my mind. Like, I was like, oh, we're covering this this week. That's funny. Like, on my For You page on TikTok somebody like had a video of like a scene from Riverdale <laughs> and they were in front of it being like like who let this happen and it was <laughs> it was a it was Josie and the Pussycats but on Riverdale and they were standing on the roof of the diner like the like soda fountain diner thing and they were singing milkshake by uh Uh (laughs) it was like a like a acapella type like Uh glee-ish performance of milkshake Uh (laughs) Uh but it was like they tried to make it sound like wholesome but they were just like standing on the roof of the diner like performing it and like with like sweeping cinematography and it's Uh it's... well i mean so you've seen the pilot but you haven't seen like anything else I've seen, like, the first season, and then I just, like, okay. started the second season, and I was like, I can't handle this right now. No, and literally, I- same. It must be up to, like, six or seven seasons now or something. I think, like, four, if I'm not mistaken. I, no, definitely more than... I. Yeah. Because it started, like, in 2016, so... And I remember, like... It was just one of those things where, much like Josie and the Pussycats, I was kind of like... I'm not going to watch it. And then, then finally someone broke me down enough and I watched it and I loved the first season. Like it was just such a good binge. Like I, I mean, it's, it's exactly what you think it's going to be, but like, there's just something about the first season that just has like this energy to it. And then every episode has like a soap opera cliffhanger. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, yeah. I got to watch the next yeah. one. Like, and I watched the whole season. And then I, 
I don't know when you fell off care for season two, but I fell off on the episode where it was like a musical episode. But there's I did also not like see that. But there's also like a murderer in Riverdale High School, and they kill someone during the stage production. Uh, and that JZT sounds... is all. Right. Well, no, no, listen to me. Now listen to me. This sounds great, but <laughs> but you have to listen to this cast sing, and it's oh, awful. Oh my! Um, what did they sing? Do you remember what they sing? I, I no, I don't. I really don't. I know the I, I know the second musical episode they did Hedwig. I don't remember what the first musical JZT episode is was. All in. <laughs> if i'm not mistaken the one i'm talking about was the first one so i'm not i can't remember what it is that was like three yeah. years ago when it happened yeah. um but my sister my little sister she still watches it and sometimes like i peek in and see like what's going on in the world of riverdale like i the thing that went viral like a year or two ago on twitter when he went to fucking prison or something and he's uh you'll never know the epic highs and lows of high school football yeah, uh, yeah after going to prison for like drug smuggling or something the epic highs and lows of high school football but i'm reading this now and um because i thought i had heard of something as like a josie and the pussycats um like spinoff like currently but the spinoff katie keen which is about another archie character um living in new york city as a 20 something as tv shows are um josie appears in it as in her 20s so living in new york city wait so, is this a spinoff of cw riverdale or is it just like a different thing yeah. entirely yeah it's oh, just okay. an archie i mean it it's not like like it's just like the characters exist from the same uh source material it's not like so the it's the thing. same josie from the Riverdale yeah, show or? but now she's oh. in her 20s she's not in high school but the shows are on at the same time so that's interesting it's fine yeah huh. I, mean, I, I didn't I didn't like the interpretation and I say this if I'm like a Josie purist, I just saw the movie tonight. But um <laughs> I didn't I liked the girls that played Josie the Pussycats in the Riverdale show because they're in season one a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um I guess they can become more prevalent as the show goes on. But I remember the writing for them is pretty awful. But the girls who played them were really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I brought that up, but I thought it was fun. Yeah. It's just very I don't know. Like nothing could, nothing could beat this movie. <laughs> no. We're just gonna really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors. Thanks, guys. I did have a thought about Parker Posey watching this. That I'd love to whiff on you guys please do please whiff please on do. us please whiff on us Jay-Z. so it kind of comes into two that i i was i googled it there's a nice buzzfeed article about this movie and apparently like for context at the time parker posey was very much like an indie movie hip actor mm-hmm. and this was one of her first big studio movies and the directors say that she was very insecure and she didn't feel confident and know what to do a lot of times like sometimes she'd be like negative and down and other times she's like whatever we're just making a kids movie right we're having fun and eventually her she kind of like played off what alan cumming was doing it was like oh okay i get it and they had fun together but i almost feel like she's so weird and specific even if she is doesn't get what she her character or what she should be doing she's so weird and interesting it works no matter what like i almost don't think parker pose can be bad 
and maybe I'm I wrong, think but that's like, fair. I'm I'm struggling to think of an example where she she may have been in a bad thing, but I don't know that she yeah. is bad. She'll always be like rem- interesting, and you'll yeah. enjoy it. So you know, well, like even Scream Three, which I know you boys are. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah. Like not. I, I think maybe my least favorite Scream movie, but I sure. still enjoy it because Scream yeah. is my favorite thing in the world, really. Uh-huh. Um, but in her character can be very grating at times, but it's mm-hmm. no fault to her. She's great in the role. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's fantastic in the movie. Um, so yeah, the I, argument is whether or not that character be in a Scream movie, but if it's going to be, exactly. she's doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah. If, like if she has to be there, I'm glad it's Parker posing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I also want to give a shout out. She's in an episode of High Fidelity on Hulu, and she's terrific. I didn't finish that yet, but what I saw that I loved. Yeah, I, really I good watched so far. it all in like three days just the other day. And why what I are we finished talking, it? Yes. Forty-four minute episodes or what? Uh, we... Under thirty or about. Yeah, 30. I was going to say it's yeah, like yeah, one or, You know, it's like the streaming model. So one or two is like thirty-five minutes, but. Yeah. I think I started like literally the day it got canceled and I got really oh, discouraged, yeah. um, which <laughs> feels unfair because it's still a really good show. And so yeah. I bow down to always, but um, I ignored it. Cause there was like a bad New Yorker review or like not bad, but just like highly unnecessarily critical. And I was like, all right, it sounds like it sucks. And then I love it. And I love the book and movie so much. I'm like, yeah. Oh, why would I? And then it's like I started watching. I'm like, oh yeah, I love the book and the movie. Of course, I'll fucking love the TV show. <laughs> like, what was I thinking? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, every, I mean, like, oh no, go ahead, sorry. Well, and then it's just also the thing where like every like difference they make, it's like, whoa, I get why they did that. Yeah. I was like literally turning to no one and going like, in the book, it's in the book, he's just a guy, but in this, he's a gay man, and that's interesting. Which character is <laughs> gay in the in the show? The um Todd Louis the bald guy in the yeah, movie yeah, yeah, yeah. they make uh a gay who is also now one of her like breakups like he comes oh. out of the closet but they're still friends it's very sweet and like which was a really good episode by the way yeah, yeah. The whole, there's a yeah. whole episode about his breakups and it's so good and like yeah it's just like yeah I don't know it's like one of those things where like yeah this is why they should have you know actual gay people in Hollywood writing about what it's like to be gay because it's on uh, you know. I like this guy Solomon Giorgio wrote the episode. He's like big on Twitter, and it's just like, oh yeah, this is like a very specific, real thing and uh, gay heartbreak. Uh, it was a great episode. Yeah, I mean, there's even like points in the show where I thought that um, uh, Zoe Kravitz was becoming an even more compelling lead than John Cusack was in yeah. the original movie. And I love the original movie, but like, there's just something about her screen presence that was just yeah. and like, I mean, there is like a little bit of like, really, you're like twenty something and you own a you own a record yeah. shop but then at the same time though she sells it so well with the trope of oh i gotta pay the bills yeah like you gotta sell these records so i can pay rent and i can pay you guys but like it, it's cheesy but it, like it's just it's it's charming enough that it works oh, yeah. buy it um i, I stream high fidelity on hulu is what we're saying yes. I think. <laughs> she also not to talk too much about high fidelity but i think i was also turned off i'm like she's like Zoe Kravitz is just so cool, like, right. and that role is like she gets dumped and vulnerable. Why? No, there's no. I don't buy that. And then I watch. I'm like, yeah, she. Oh, she is a good actor. She buy. I, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. People can get dumped too. It's, it's... You guys seen this uh, top ten feature on Netflix, right? I have not. <laughs> Yeah, so when you go on Netflix now, it says, like, here are the top 10, 10 things that's going on. In, in, Today's in, in, is especially really funny. I saw it earlier today. They're always funny, and it's just like, 
It's the same way that, you know, people will rediscover the same clip every three years to be like, this guy should be canceled. It's like, no, we, we know we've known for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's like, yeah, the weirdest movies will be, become popular just because they were or they were number nine and now they're number three and now they're number one. Like knock Keanu Reeves is knock knock a very weird thriller. He's yep. in who was uh, in it for like two weeks. The Impossible uh, I feel, was number one the yeah, other day. Yeah, that's the weirdest. Yes, that weird Naomi Watts movie about <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a typhoon. Like the disgusting <laughs> one where they're just like pulling tree branches yeah. out of the yeah. kids. Tom Holland's first that was number movie. One. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, I feel like if Josie were to crack that, that's when this this wave of appreciation we're we're pining yeah. for will finally. But then happen. also, it's like that whole thing is like speaks to the message of this movie. It's like. Yeah. Well, Someone decides what everyone likes. And, like, that sorry, happened. Netflix, people who, like, only watch movies on Netflix, like, you are sheeple. Wake yeah. up, Yeah, they're wearing, the, they're wearing the cat ears. Like, Wait, literally, there's no, like, like, statistics or anything to the Netflix top ten. Because usually no. it's all Netflix stuff. And yeah. then it's, like... Well, one thing that's not Netflix, and it's, for, like, The Impossible. Like, who who's for, watching The Impossible? For example, <laughs> number five on the top ten yeah. right now is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. Two. Two, yeah, not that one. Can we play this game? Wait, wait, can we play this game? Can we guess what's in all of them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got it up right now. All right, what's, all right give us yeah. a hint on number ten. Give us a hint on number ten. Um, ten? Oh, well, I feel like ten's going to be easy, because it just oh. came out of... I mean, it? I, it's it's in a Netflix original. Okay. That just came out. Bang. Jingle Jingle. You got uh, whoever said Jingle Jingle. One of you guys said it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how about number seven? Like, I want you, one of okay. you guys. Yeah, you know what? Go for it. Um, so you guys know how like they license DreamWorks properties, uh-huh. and they make spinoff shows oh, I know about what them. It is. I know what it is. Boss oh. Baby, Boss baby TV show. Business Time yeah. Six or whatever. Yes. <laughs> Literally, that's what, I didn't think guys, you guys would get it so easily. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about number, number one? S- is it still the Queen's Gambit? It's not the Queen's Gambit, but it I is am, about I a queen. queen. Is dead. The, the, queen. Crown. the crown. The crown. There you go. The, the rest are like kind of. Oh, okay, is no way. That, I got one more. In, is the insane Dolly Parton Christmas special in that? It's number eight. Of um, course. Okay, everyone. I, I got one please. more for you guys. Okay. <laughs> Number nine is a very weird one because it feels like a relic of something my mom used to watch when I was a kid, but mm. apparently it's still going. It's a game show on C. Not not a game show, but like a sur. I think I might spoil it. But Survivor. You gave it away. Survivor. Gave it away. Yeah, I, I I was gonna say it's a survival show. It's a survival, survival show. <laughs> what is it? No, what is it on CBS? Like okay. yeah. <laughs> really quick before we get well speaking of i guess i'll tie it back because it's a musical speaking of musicals the dolly parton like christmas special on netflix is legitimately the most insane thing i've ever watched in my life and i need everybody to watch it i would check it out dolly out parton tomorrow. plays like a christ figure um <laughs> the only way i could describe this is um like it has like all original music and stuff um, the town bartender is a child for no reason. Um, <laughs> That's and, the JZT, pretty hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, like, the only way I could describe this is a letterbox review of somebody that liked my review, and it was a two-star review, and it was 
the entire time they were singing about the big man and I thought they were talking about Santa Claus, but then I realized they were talking about God. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to that person. Check it out tomorrow. Yeah, it's uh it's a lot, but it's good. It's, I'll watch it. Yeah. Oh, just... Everybody watch it. <laughs> now the singular greatest moment in cinema as far as I'm concerned, and a huge uh, narrative tool I steal from ev- regularly is when Dajor comes back. What a yes. fucking oh, yeah. thrill. Legitimately a... surprised me. This uh, pump. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it did. I'm getting jacked up just describing <laughs> it. <laughs> like, the feather boa and the top hat over, like, the full body cast. Oh. Just and, I mean, the full body cast disguising the fact that the schedules don't work out for those actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what made it like ten times funnier. Like it was, yeah. and also like as just a twist, like narratively, like just purely yeah. as a twist, it got me. Like I, yeah. but maybe I shouldn't be surprised if you follow the classic rule of well, you didn't see them die. Right. So uh, also, if I have to like pull it back real quick, uh, when they first uh, died, and then the company like sells like the deluxe edition of their yeah, album yeah. after they died, that was a really funny bit i thought yeah um, a, that's a very dark moment to begin with because like the code yeah. word is put the chevy to the levy which is referencing the the american pie those uh yeah yeah plane crash and that's rough but uh <laughs> but yeah it's it's and it's uh it's also the whole bit of du jour means friendship and du jour yeah. means communication or whatever they say yeah. and i literally was watching like what does du jour actually mean it literally is of the, <laughs> of day, the day will not last <laughs> yeah. Just so yeah <laughs> I just also yeah they're like oh no we survived the plane crash we just landed in a Metallica <laughs> concert <laughs> thank god every day I know all the words that you're saying I love that's also an the all time line the oh, yeah, it, had the yeah. cast like attached to the arm like yeah. they like plastered over the monkey attached to the arm um but <laughs> I had forgotten. JCT's got something to say. Sorry. Speaking of something, uh, there's a moment, a very little moment that I think is my whole, my like, my comedy sensibility, my favorite thing in the world is like, it's Eugene Levy's video. And he's, oh my God. Which is great. But there's just a moment where he goes, blah, blah, blah. It's like uh, rock and roll music, or as the teens refer to it, (laughs) sometimes just rock music. And then the Indian woman just nods. (laughs) I don't know why. Just like, People being like, yes, of course, I know that. It's, it's the funniest <laughs> thing to me. Just a character going, yes, I'm aware. <laughs> like, I, I don't think know. this movie is like an urtext to your and I's like, sensibility a- as a creative unit. I think a lot of what we've grown to go on... Oh, oh he's distracted by somebody. <laughs> oh, okay, good night. Mom's going to bed? Mom's going to bed, guys. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Good night. Heard it here. Uh, no, but JZG, I do feel like everything we've written or worked on together, it, it can be take, taken back to, to it can, it can be found in this. Some yes. or, oh, yeah. version of what we've done is, is, is yeah, in this, the, the fossil fuels of this. Oh, yeah. Even though that this was never something we really shared. It, Correct. Yeah. It, but that's what's uh, cool about it, is that we both yeah. independently found it and liked it, but we never really came up. Yes. Yeah, the Eugene Levy thing, like, <laughs> I, like, uh, just a lot of the things I had forgotten they <laughs> happened, and I forgot the video, and it was like, 
it's funny because it's like what they say like at like the SAG Awards like when they go to them in that audience he's like hi I'm Eugene Levy and I'm an actor (laughs) (laughs) and then when he was talking about America just like the girl in the bikini like walks behind him with the flag it's like and then of course like the government is in on it in the end like the pop music thing is so funny that was so fucking funny the government part well, here's I, an interesting question as it relates to why did this get forgotten. Does Zoolander steal a little bit of its thunder as well? Oh, interesting. Because that's, that's that fall, right? It didn't. I, I could be wrong, but did Zoolander come out around the time of 9-11? Like, Zoolander was like September? the month of, if not the month, yeah. Because yeah. there were so many like PR articles like, is America ready to laugh? And can Zoolander save America? Oh my gosh. And it was, yeah. So, wow. yeah, yeah, there's a wide berth in terms of theatrical runs, because Shrek is what really destroyed this at the theater, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. But in yeah. terms of there, a chance of there being a second life, you've got a, a, a more popular movie that is dealing in the same idea, as well as a national tragedy. <laughs> like, that's a lot. for, And then serving an, uh, an underserved demo that nobody takes serious, which is Teen Girls. Uh, Or at least aiming at, you know. So there's a lot working against it. I feel like this movie just has the vibe of, which I've never looked up the numbers, but Adam always has up box office mojo. I feel like this movie has the vibe of, they gave it way too much money. Like, they, like, did not know what to do with that much money. They gave it $39 and Yeah, that's right. And they gro- it grossed $14.9 worldwide, which is pretty (sighs) rough. Yeah. That's that a bummer. Yeah. I mean, worldwide, that's uh, yikes. Well, I gotta say, it doesn't like. I guess I could see some European appeal in this, but it doesn't. It's a. It's an American movie. It's about yeah. American yeah. stuff. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. They also had Spice World over there a few years before, which also doesn't have a Blu-ray release. That's even more shocking. Yeah. Both of wow. them should get a revival. But not mind. a double pack. They should each have their no. own thing. On eBay, most of the DVDs that I was finding yep. were um, Blue Crush, Josie and the Pussycats, wow. <laughs> and I forget, oh, Honey, like the dance movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Like a triple DVD pack of that, and I don't understand why or how. All, but... all three movies I have not seen, or had not seen. Wow. Right spot. Yeah. yeah. Those triple packs are such a, like, right age staple. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, like, Costco. Yeah. Love that. Kira, is oh. Blue Crush the millennial canon? Um, I think I've seen it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what a process. I think <laughs> I've not? definitely like seen the like I think I've seen like a blockbuster or something, but I've definitely like never surfing. Seen surfing is millennial canon. Which okay, when I was <laughs> when I was watching this, when they keep saying like Dijor is Dijor yeah. is, that's like uh, like this is millennial canon. This it's, is you just reverse canon. it. It's blank. Yeah, is yeah. <laughs> I've started to make a, a running list. Every time I listen back to the episode. So we'll have like a, we'll come out with like a book of everything that's like. Here's a t shirt design. It's everything with an ampersand after it and it just goes on forever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like a full like onesie or like sweatsuit. So it's like all the way down, like to your feet. (laughs) Maybe like a hat. Like it just keeps going. (laughs) With like a zip up hoodie that closes all the way. Yeah. 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 There you go. Um, yeah, so I mean, just like names, also like Alan M, mm. hilarious. Oh yeah, I love yeah. like a abbreviated name. 
Um, just like Alan, oh yeah, Alan M is also in the Born Supremacy and Legacy or Ultimate Identity, which I watched. A couple watched of those Born movies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As just like a guy on a computer working for the CIA. <laughs> is his name so, Alan M in that? Time? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, also just TRL, like the fake one being like they said total request dead. The best. <laughs> Air- Aries Spears. Only film uh, <laughs> uh, no, he's in Jerry Maguire as well, right? Uh, yes. yeah. But uh well, just I love the complete no selling of just like, yeah, what? I I'm um Carson Daly. Look at the fingernails. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just, I love the idea of, uh, trapping them inside a fake TRL to try and kill them. Um, that personally is... How long did TRL run? It's on still. Oh, I mean, they brought it it away for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because Mia was asking me tonight, she's like, who's Carson Daly? And like, what's TRL? And I'm like... Boy. And we're the same... The new one is not good. Well, who's hosting the new one? Well, uh, is there, like, multiple hosts? Yeah, it's, like, going through, like, YouTubers and influencers. Is it one yeah. of these computer-generated uh, fucking influencers? <laughs> one of those? Which I love. Isn't that, like, one of those computer-generated influencers, like, become depressed? I, <laughs> like, the algorithm? Blame oh, like, the algorithm, like, Yeah, it's just, like, I'm ha- <laughs> it's just, they were like, yeah. oh, no, the computer yeah. is sad now, and we don't know how to stop it. <laughs> She was like mourning the loss of like fake family members. Like this is oh no, yeah, yeah. This is this is bleak. This is <laughs> Philip K. Dick shit. This is oh no, it's reflecting ourselves back on us, and we forgot that we hate ourselves. Oh God, <laughs> I can confirm that TR. I don't know if you guys have moved past the shit. Sorry, I was reading the Wikipedia no, page for TRL. Uh, <laughs> there's been like nine hosts since Carson Daly, and. I know none of these people. They all Let's seem... see if we can guess them. Give us a hint. I. It's hard to give it. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, let's yeah. see. I'll just read through them and you guys can stop their me. Name and, then we'll... and you guys can just stop me if you understand. If you like okay. recognize one of their names, Dave Holmes. Yes. No, Dave Holmes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, no, Jesse. you're reading the original people. Well, I'm going down the list, so I'm gonna so, eventually like, get yeah, to someone else. Yeah, the original one. For Carson, then, right? Wait, what? Oh, like wait. It says revival oh, under it. I'm dumb. Never mind. Hold on. Um, Sway, yeah. Jamelia, Mustafa, and no. Kevin Kenny. Mm, I feel like if I saw Kevin Kenny, I might. They, like, bring on, like, TikTokers and people, though. I know that. And, like, some of the people that they bring on are cool. Like, one time... Um, friend of the pod i don't even have to say that anymore sean um he was like at (laughs) trl like um a few years ago and it was a very like back to the future situation where he was like kira you gotta listen to this girl billy eilish you'll love her she sang like she had like one song and i'm like oh cool sounds cool and then it's just like oh okay she's like the only person that exists now for teenagers (laughs) I know famously the very first episode of this TRL reboot came out on like a Monday, started on a Monday, the day of like a uh, a mass shooting at a music festival in Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. which is the same day I was supposed to be on The Tonight Show dancing in a panda suit with Miley Cyrus. 
Oh. Wow. Why I, am I only hearing about this now? <laughs> I, was, I was going through a lot of the time. Okay. Okay. Like, pretty well. But I just remember it was like on on Friday, like three days before, I got fitted in a panda suit. And it was like me and nine other people, many famous, or not famous, many UCB comedians were like, wow, this is pretty exciting. We're going to twerk with Miley Cyrus. <laughs> and then on Monday morning, I was taking the subway reading the news going yeah i'm not twerking with miley cyrus tonight ain't no way in hell uh and then we get there they're like hey guys so we don't actually know what the show's gonna look like tonight but um if you guys just hang out here one or two hours we'll get back to you and then two hours they're like yeah we're uh miley's gonna sing a sad song for the victims or something but you guys are still getting paid, so. Hey, oh, thank you. It's <laughs> 300 bucks I ever made. That rules. Yeah. So was it, was it the hashtag the panda suit, or was it just an unnamed panda? It was multiple pants, and we were going to dance to Despacito. Snapshot of the time. Yeah, that's the Dancing to Despacito. <laughs> The alternate universe. Oh, <laughs> yeah. didn't, that's the fork in time right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. How does something that never happened feel so real in my mind? Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like I remember that, but it didn't. That's it's Berenstein Bears for you, you know. <laughs> How many times have we gone back to that Berenstein Bears theory here? Oh, always. I mean, this whole podcast is about looking back at things that are just fucked up that we remember in a specific way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that weirdly reminds me. Like, I kind of lost my in. Like, I finished the movie early. And I was like going down this rabbit hole because I wanted to be like, there was an article about how Pitchfork has the ability to make or break um, bands careers that I read that a, a musician friend posted. Like, I don't even remember how long ago. And it was so in depth. It was specifically about this guy from the band, the dismemberment plan who Pitchfork gave a zero to. And he's like, yeah, overnight people stopped coming to our shows. Or if they did, they felt guilty about being there. Like, Oh, this isn't good. Cool yeah. music. But I just couldn't find it. I'm like, did I invent this article in my mind or find multiple? I don't know. I think they backtracked. I think, you know, somebody calling them out on it made them get rid of it, right? I think Must I know. read that kind of Alternate reason. reality. It's going all in. But, yeah. I mean, I guess that goes back to the Rotten Tomatoes thing. Like, I literally, like people in film school if you're like oh like this movie and they're like well it has this on rotten tomatoes it's like why not simply watch the movie yeah you know what i've it's... never read a review of a single thing <laughs> like, that's just straight up not it's like I, I don't know this person why am i taking that i i've uh, again i'm a big podcast guy so i guess i've technically listened to plenty of reviews but they weren't in the sense of trying to you know warn consumers one way or the other uh, they're just guys talking for the most part but like yeah an actual review to decide whether or not i'm gonna go see something never happened in my life <laughs> don't foresee it ever happening i well, it's like oh, sorry adam i was gonna say like i do it some well i don't like if i'm like gonna go see something like i'm not gonna not see it because round tomatoes but like it helps right. me like temper my expectations kind sure, of sure except when kind of a deep cut i guess not not a deep cut but like the life itself movie from 2018 that was sure. widely panned yeah, oh, yeah. Um, 
I'm I don't know if I've said this publicly, but I'm a big <laughs> I'm a big life itself. No, 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 no. Wait, I, I really like the show. This is us that the okay. director of uh, yeah, yeah. life itself uh, created, created, I think. Yeah. Um, so I and also like I had a weird thing in 2018, I think it was um, where every I saw that trailer for like every time onto the movies mm-hmm. and it made me cry every time. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to love this movie. I don't care what the critics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had like a five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck them. I'm going to go see this movie. I'm going to love it. Well, if, it has, if it has an under under a 10 percent, it's good. Like, honestly, right. like, you well, know that you're going to have at least a good time seeing yeah. it if it's under yeah. 10%. Like... Have any of you guys seen that movie? No, but no. my coworker was tearing up telling me about it and she tried to get me to watch it. She was like, I watched this amazing movie and you have to see it. And she could not remember the name of it. And then she was like, oh, it's called Life Itself. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? You got... I, feel like, I feel like I could watch that with I'm, I'm with my mom now. I feel like I could watch that and she would love I, I guarantee you she'll be like. That was such a good movie. It's, so it's, emotional. Well, the thing is, the trailer makes it, it plays it off that, and maybe this ties back to Joseph and the Pussycats, like, mismarketing it. I feel like they were kind of marketing it towards the This Is Us crowd, like, this is a very sweet movie about generations and legacy and time hopping and all this shit. And I, I don't want to spoil it if in case you guys intend on watching it at some point, but uh, it's a very cynical movie about, like, depression and suicide and, like... Okay. Um, how generations yeah, he's interested and, gener- <laughs> and how generations inherit mental illness and like yeah. it's like and uh how trauma like extends past like generations and it's like it's all those heavy themes but with like the hokiest dialogue you could ever yeah. imagine <laughs> like if you it doesn't knew... samuel jackson do like narration for like the first 20 minutes and then <laughs> he disappears he disappears yeah. he he disappears like yeah it's it's a very strange movie like i because like the one of the characters is a screenwriter and he's like doing the voiceover. He's like, I, I imagine my voiceover being Sam Jackson, and then mm. Sam Jackson's voice comes in. Oh my god! Which is actually kind of funny, but like the fact that they even got him in there for twenty minutes, I think that's kind of amusing. But that movie is just fucking weird. Like I, I'd still recommend it if you just want a mind fuck of a movie. It also feels like one of those weird, dumb movies that somehow leads to an important conversation with my mom and I. <laughs> like, you watch the, the Breaking Up or Hanging Up, the Diane Keaton-directed movie that Nora and Delia hanging, Efron yeah, yeah. are hanging up. And, like, I liked I had fun. It's not, like, great, but I really enjoyed it. And then my mom, like, just went into great detail about when her mom passed away and how her relationship <laughs> with her sister changed. Yeah. And I'm like... Okay. You know. The power of movies. Well, That's... I think, yeah, the similar thing to Adam's story about life itself. It's like uh, I saw that movie, The Sun, uh, the Sun is Also a Star, and it's one of those things like, yeah, I'm never like going movie. to. It, awesome. Thank you, Adam. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's not one I'm ever going to recommend to anybody, but I had a profoundly wonderful time watching it because of where I, I, I was watching it at the exact moment, I think, that you needed to, mm. to, to see it. Um but yeah, it's certainly a thing where it's like, oh, I'm not. Yeah, I, I can understand that if, like, if I hadn't seen it and I watched it today for the first time, I'd be like, yeah, who cares? But in that <laughs> in that sliver of time, it was perfect for me. If I'm not mistaken, I saw that movie right after I saw the Lion King remake. <laughs> sure. And that's a good um, day. Yeah. And you know that movie is what it is, and it's yeah. not good. Um. <laughs> but then weirdly not, as cheesy as Sun is also a star is 
it made me weirdly confident in movies after yes. I watched because I'm like, yes. here's just two young actors vibing and they have such good chemistry and they're so cute together and like oh, yeah. like I didn't that's... watch it, but I was upset by the trailer because it took a romantic scene that I've always wanted to write yeah. in a movie uh, that they maybe... go on a date to a private karaoke room together. Oh, I that saw that like... in the trailer and I was like, I am upset. And that wasn't the reason why I didn't see it. Like, I, I'm still going to watch it eventually. But I was just like, that oh, was man. my thing. And they took it. Also, Definitely another thing, too, is that Good Boys took my line where whenever I see kids on bikes, I say, okay, Stranger Things kids. And then Good Boys had that in the trailer, yeah. and I was upset because now I feel like I can't say it anymore to the kids on bikes in my town. Yeah. I feel like, weirdly enough, what Josie and the Pussycats was to me, Good Boys is to you, Kira, where you just refuse to watch it. You just refuse to watch it. I'm with Kira on this one. I've never watched Good Boys. <laughs> Listen, it's not what you guys think it is. It's actually a Adam, very Adam. Adam, is it very stop. sweet? Kira, <laughs> you made me watch this movie. Let me. Adam, who's me... Molly? Because she's not with us. Legitimately, a good line, but no. also, who's Molly? This, it's not... actually a very sweet movie, just about like friendship and just wholesome little boys. Isn't that... every movie about friendship? <laughs> No. This movie was about friendship. Du jour means friendship. <laughs> you know, good I'll say boys this. Does not. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. Good. I like Good Boys better than Josie and the Pussycats. All right. Well. So. Take that for what it's worth. I guess I think you're it's... not my co-host anymore, and I have two <laughs> new co-hosts. <laughs> See, here, you always make me watch these movies with open mind, but you won't even it watch now, my favorite. It is movies. now the millennial canon plus <laughs> Today we're talking Jeepers Creepers. Adulting. <laughs> God, imagine a podcast called the Millennial Canon. Ugh. <laughs> Millennial. I'm going to find like, one person who likes good boys, I promise. I'm going to find one person on our Twitter page that likes it. I think Sean likes it. Go go be on Seltzercast. Yeah, I'll do a Seltzercast with Sean yeah, and we'll, okay. we'll talk good boys. Like, I'll... I want to do that because it's a, okay, it's a go good movie. We'll talk it. about Kangaroo Jack too. I will. Thank you very much. Okay, yeah, guys, <laughs> guys, guys. It's Whoa. like I, you know, I did this podcast. I thought I'd get away from my parents for a night, and yet here they are. <laughs> well, if we're gonna hold on a second, I just had an idea because if follow me here, uh, Snyder cut. Uh, HBO Max, Kangaroo Jack, Warner Brothers, R-rated cut. Why can't they release it on HBO Max? That'd be cool. I don't know why my brain went to that. I'd but be down with that. I they need to do it. I think. Go pitch it to Sean. He'll literally stay up all night researching fact <laughs> <contact> about that. <laughs> uh, well. What's up, JJ? Not to interrupt. I, I, this is so silly, but I think I, I'm, I'm. The fact that I can't let it go proves that it's the movie for me. How to be single with Dakota Johnson? Did Good anybody movie. see it? I've yes, seen it. I've I seen loved it. it. I, <laughs> I don't know. I think it, I saw it. Whatever I saw, I was like, hell yeah, hell. I think it was a that movie game. was okay. I didn't like anything with like Rebel Wilson's character or like yeah. some I of the more. Remember what she does in that, but yeah. There's a there's a more broader romantic yeah. comedy stuff in there that doesn't work but the stuff with dakota johnson was like genuinely sincere in that movie and i like yeah. it and what's it's about her leaving durs from workaholics is that what the movie is that that one 
<laughs> or is the, am I mistaking you with the intern? No, well, both. Well, okay, well, he's in both movies, but uh-huh. in intern it's Anne Hathaway, in this one it's uh, Dakota Johnson. But, but she does leave him. In, in the intern, she leaves him, and this one it's just like a one night stand with him. Ah, okay. Yeah. Rough summer for Durs, huh? Rough summer for Durs. <laughs> <laughs> am I, I? I'm also. Is Allison Brie in How to Be Single, or am I she, just merging sleeping with other people? No, she's it? she's in it, but it feels like an afterthought because there's Rebel Wilson and Leslie Mann, and then for some reason Allison Brie's in it too, who doesn't even connect to the main story. She's just in it as a side character. So it's weird. And does she hook? And did she start dating Jason Manzukis in that movie, or is that in Sleeping with Other People? That's Sleeping with Other People. That, oh okay. no, wait, both? No, I it's think. both. I think, I think both. So. I could be wrong. <laughs> I remember they're both in Sleep, or uh, they're both in How to Be Single. Yeah. Which came yeah. out? They came out less than a year separated from each other. I also just remember she like starts dating a guy who has a kid, and that goes badly. Uh, yeah. Wait, was it, that or, that movie? Which it might be. Um, <laughs> Wait, which? How to be single? Yeah. <laughs> was it? it Mar- a, Wait, hold on. Dakota Johnson starts dating. Like, was it Marlon Wayans? I yeah, it's Marlon. I Wayans, would right? say it was one of the Wayans brothers. It, I, I, it's been a while. Oh, I'm, but, I'm looking it up right now. Let me. And I think like he gets really sure this mad. This isn't Fifty Shades of Black. You're thinking of? it's Damon Wayans <laughs> Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, that oh, sounds um, like you're describing Fifty Shades of Black. <laughs> She gets really into like leather and like <laughs> getting uh, domed, and she's really good at and then it. There's somebody farts during sex, right? It's like <laughs> that's a no-no. And he slaps guys... her. And she goes, "Whoa, that's too far." <laughs> Do you guys watch Succession? Yeah. Yes. Oh. oh, I love Succession. Yeah. Cousin Greg was in How to Be Single. I forgot about that. Oh no, shit! I didn't realize that, but uh, it's... oh wow, Cousin I don't Greg. remember him in it, but apparently he's in it. Um. This is a stat cast. Maybe you know what? I think the moral of the story of this pod is watch Josie and the Pussy Cats, but then rewatch How to Be Single if you haven't. I think that the damn lesson is if you like it, that's cool. If you don't like it, that's cool. <laughs> oh, actually, then and that's a, again. Sorry if I'm derailing, but isn't it romantic? I like also saw a time in my life like I needed this, and I yes. love this way more than I thought I should. Yes. Like, I had yeah. a two-hour phone call with a friend after that movie. <laughs> that was a good movie. Yeah. It was yeah. fun. I. That, mm. You dragged oh, me. Yeah. You dragged me because you saw me give it like three and a half stars on Letterboxd. No, I didn't. And you texted I, me. I, no, I did not drag you because I was like, I'm going to go see How to Be Single because you, or no, um, isn't a romantic because you recommended it. And you're like, oh my god, have fun. And then I just didn't text you for like three days after. Like, like, <laughs> 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 you were like, why? Dude, I, did you have that Brandon Scott Jones monologue in that bad boy? Terrific. Woof. Huff. Tough stuff. <laughs> oh, Maybe right. I should rewatch it. Yeah, I, you should. Yeah. And just, oh. I, it just, I think it's better for where I was at in my life. I was like, yeah, oh. I've just like, cons- I, I don't know, single or down on myself for so long. I'm like, it's just not even a possibility that something could happen. It's like, no, believe in yourself. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And I, why I went on a first date one month later. Did so. it turn into a musical? Uh, no. So then I just gave up on dating for a whole other <laughs> year. It's like, the movie lied to me. I'm Unrealistic at- expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before we end the episode, I just wanted to pull out uh, the term white-ass Wally. Um, yeah, something absolutely. that made me 
bust out laughing. It, that reveal in general is bananas. So <laughs> weird. <laughs> like, like I again, I I had seen it a lot as a kid, and I you know I always thought it was good. But that is still one of those things where I'm like, I go back and be like, it can't be what my mind's eye remembers, can it? Because that's disturbing. And I go back and watch it like, nope, that's it's that's yeah. it's weirdly disturbing. It's like it's shocking how like without hurting anyone, like without claiming like this is a way ugly people look. It's like right. these two attractive actors are made to look so ugly in specific ways. Yeah, and it's just like jarring in a weird yeah. visceral way. It's like. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's it's wiggity, like... wiggity, whack. Why is also a line that I like from this movie. <laughs> Donald Faison says <laughs> multiple yeah. times, and it's always yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Mr. Movie Phone. Oh, um, yes. And the term "totally jerkin" totally is <laughs> so funny. Um, and I also wrote down um, when I was looking through because I never wanted to forget this ever in my whole life. When I was looking through eBay for like Josie and the Pussycat stuff, there was one listing where Pussycat was censored with an asterisk. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I mean, honk if you love pussy. Cat. Honk. Just a car accident. I I will say, uh, you messed the wrong pussy is a great line in this movie. Yeah. Like, unironically badass line yeah also um when he's sitting with them and he said i'm here with the pussy hats and they're like we're not wearing them or something i'm like wow he predicted the women's march in 2016 <laughs> <laughs> and all of the women's marches to follow but alan coming man yeah who's Cuminger. he's really great it's coming yes okay. yeah <laughs> um uh... Yeah. Cool. Well, what a good movie, huh? Yes. Yeah. I'm glad that. <laughs> what you a guys journey we've taken to agree on the same thing we agreed on. Up top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anything, this episode got Adam to watch it. So. Yeah. Which I guess we can finish in the pod now. This is our last episode ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we don't need season. you anymore. It's a season. That's the end of the season. Now you start a new arc, guys. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. I think my end game is getting Kira to watch Good Boys or just, I don't know, I gotta come up with another slime-tastic well, movie. Listen, uh, you know, I don't wanna you know, write a check we can't cash, but if that day comes, let us know and we'll we'll join in it with you, Kira, would, so it's not yes. so bad. That, those are the circumstances in which I would watch it. I'm down for that too. I As a Patreon-exclusive episode. In the I, new year. I, I, <laughs> I will say this. thing that everyone brings up, I'm like, in the new year. In the new year. <laughs> I'll say this. Since you guys have strangely identical taste to me in the movies that I mentioned, like How to Be Single yeah. and like stuff like that, I kind Don't of make a new guys... podcast. Don't make a new podcast. No, I'm not making a new podcast. I'm just saying I, I genuinely think you guys would like it. Romantic comedies? You don't want the new podcast? Romantic comedies where three bros go through the canon of romance? Yeah. We can cover I Love You, no Man. No girls allowed. No girls allowed. Yes. That's what the podcast world needs. Less girls. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. More dude Men exclusive. talking about... about yeah. uh, Girl stuff, no girls allowed. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, then, yeah. though, Adam, you, you've sold me on the idea of intrigue about good boys. I'll say that. I don't know if you've sold me on good boys yet, but intri- I'm like, okay, now I'm listening. But yeah. yeah, in the new year, let's let's orchestrate something and we'll we'll make it happen. I just worry, Adam. You don't know Fesh like I know Fesh. I I I feel like he'll truly hate Good Boys, and you'll be sad when he's not into it like it's, you are. Uh, what is that's like my fear? Is your fear of it like that's just this movie about kids being vulgar and it's just a one joke movie? No, that's not a. It's not a fear. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, is that like what uh, you think the movie is? Yeah. Uh, no, it's just. Uh, that's it's certainly a factor. I'm not gonna lie about that, but it, yeah. it it just feels like um, by virtue of you saying it's not what you expect, that then brings me down to the second layer of the dichotomous key, which is like, okay, yeah, so now I know what to expect. It's this kind of, it's it's yeah, it's a sweet that movie is, wrapped in. That, that is what stills fear in me is Adam saying it's not what you'd expect. <laughs> well, because I agree, it is what I expect. <laughs> It's just I feel like people, not you guys, but mm. I, I I'm trying to say this without sounding like a dick, I guess. But like people wrote it off as like, oh, it's just kids cursing. It's a one joke movie, and it's definitely there that aspect of it. Yeah. But there's like a, it just captures like the innocence of kids, like just how stupid they are, but how sweet that is at its core. And Wait, what days do your podcast come out, guys? Sorry, uh, Thursdays. Yeah, Thursdays. All right, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's just something sincerely sweet about how stupid kids are sometimes. That All right. I, Thanksgiving I 2021. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. I'm sticking the flag into the... We're, we are doing good boys on... If it's, a, if it's on your podcast or it's on ours, the four of us are doing well, yes. good boys. I, I would like to do it. Well, I mean, can we do it here? Because it's well, I just want Kira to watch it. Kira has to watch it. No, no, no I'm saying the four of us. The, the, yeah, yeah, we're all, all yeah. of us do it. I'll all commit to that. A year from Thursday, oh you can. I don't Hold have on. a Bible. I'm, I got I'm my gonna, calendar out now. I'm putting it in my calendar. Too, I don't so. have a Bible. I'll swear on my Seth Green action figure that I will watch Good Boys on Thanksgiving. I will swear on my copy of Robert Wyatt's Cuckoo Land. <laughs> what are we swearing on? Uh, uh, I'll swear on my so. Vin Diesel pillow that Kira bought me. Wow. Yeah, got my season two Are You Afraid of the Dark DVD. I'll swear on that. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I swear. Uh, I have it. I swear. So, so now my calendar just says for Thanksgiving, good, Thanksgiving and good boys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Thanksgiving is always on a Thursday. That's so, yeah. so weird. It's our upload cool. day. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Whole, whoever can, holiday inventors, great idea. That's some... what's the deal with good boys? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the th noise in the beginning of the word Thanksgiving Thursday. <gasps> wow! I never wow. thought. Wow! I, <laughs> I don't think it's that. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. And thanks for uh, having us sign a contract here to uh, watch Good Boys next year. I bought you no. a year, Kyra. I bought you, Kira. I bought Literally. You a year. I no, just... Genuinely, guys, thank you. You did something that I never could. <laughs> <laughs> and genuinely, guys, thank you. You got Adam to watch it. So. Hey. hey, here's the thing, though. It was That's great. Not- 
And I don't regret it. And I had a great time watching this movie. I thought you were going to start defending Good Boys again. And I was like, no, no, no. I mean, you have that red phone button right there. Kira, so, just... so the great thing about Good Boys is that I just... <laughs> okay, all right. Guys, promote your stuff. Where can we find you? Hey, check out I Was Scared 2. It's a podcast about horror movies. It's on it all rocks. the apps. It rocks. <laughs> it's yeah. a podcast with balls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with no girls allowed. <laughs> well, well, well. Um, so yeah, and you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at I was scared number two. Um, yes. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Kissies from Planet Smooch. Yes, or me on Instagram at JZT Mr. Movies. I'm or be on, on Twitter at <laughs> me and Twitter at Fesh underscore underscore. Or me at Twitter. I don't remember my Twitter name. That's why I always get logged out for months on it. <laughs> uh, I think Jazztown three. I think Jazztown three. Yeah, I'm starting to lock that in. Also, didn't you uh, launch new streaming service lately, Fesh? Oh sure, yes. I have a <laughs> streaming service called Fesh Plus. Uh, it is. Um, you can follow it on Twitter at Fesh Plus. Uh, it is me just framing uh, all of my Blu-ray purchases as though they are new content being added to a an online uh, media streaming service. And it's, it's <laughs> fun for me and uh, weirdly a lot of followers on launch day. Yes. That was strange. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, but, uh, I think it's a successful business model. You know. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I'm. I'll be an intern of it. I'll find some good deals on Thank some uh, content for the streaming service. <laughs> Thank you. Terrific. Well, well it's Friday's all, all month long right now, so I'm, I'm trying to add as much as I can. But what's up, well, Adam? Well, as soon as Josie comes out, you can add it to the streaming well, service. Well, that's, that's why I know it wasn't on Blu-rays, because don't you think I tried, Adam? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Put together a Blu-ray collection. Josie and the Pussycats is within the first five things you Google. <laughs> All right, Adam. Um, you can uh, find me on the Aggressively Okay podcast. We're still going uh, somewhat strong. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll have some special guests and fun reviews and uh, just fun episodes coming up soon. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter, Adam score, uh, or, uh, Adam underscore not Sandler. And uh, I guess that's it, really. Yeah. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Zillennial Canon. Um, you can review us on Apple. Um, also, if you ever want to email us, we've been getting some cool emails lately. Uh, Rachel, <laughs> if you're out there, uh, hey, what's up? <laughs> Thanks for your email. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's her name, is it? I think it was Rachel. I'm sorry, Rachel, if that's not your name. But thanks for emailing us about Hook 1991. Um and her yeah. name is Nicole, but okay. Nicole, go sorry, off. Nicole. Okay, go off, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you can follow hey, Adam, me on Twitter. weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> follow me on Twitter at garlic emoji <laughs> or on TikTok at garlic emoji. <laughs> I'm trying to be garlic emoji everywhere. Okay, guys. All right, wrap it up, Melody. Okay. Uh, Okay. Bye. (laughs)